Welcome to IPR Radio. I am Shanjay Mukherjee. In this episode, we speak to Mr. Naveen Pasupati, Joint Managing Director, Nanda Group, and the newly elected President of Karnataka Poultry Farmers and Breeders Association, on a peek into the future of the Indian poultry industry. With an academic foundation in commerce and further honing his expertise through an MBA degree focused on market research from Rutgers University, Naveen Pasupati's journey spans diverse industries and continents. Commencing his career as a sales manager at Market Direct America, he moved to spearheading sales at Sprint Communications. In 1996, he joined his family's business, the Nanda Group. Subsequently, he founded Intraspatial Softec and Indo-US JV, as well as established companies in the UAE and Nigeria. Naveen is also co-founder of Nandu's, the D2C meat retailing brand from the Nanda Group. After the break. In the orchestra of life, each creature plays a part. At Sapiens, we see the web of life, where the health of animals reverberates through ecosystems and societies. With innovative technologies, we're redefining the future of agribusiness, sustainably enhancing productivity and profitability. We don't just dream of a better future. We make it. Food safety, quality, and security These aren't just words. They're our mission. We're sapiens. And we're committed to healthier animals because we believe in healthier living. Be a part of our melody. And together, let's compose a better world. For more information about our products and solutions, log into sapiensagree.com. Good morning, Naveen, and welcome to IPI Radio. It's wonderful to have you with us today. Thank you, uh, Sujoy, and uh, it's my first uh, uh, interaction with the media, and I hope uh, I can give some value to the listeners and to the IPR. Thank you. So, I'll just to build context into the conversation. Uh, the Indian poultry industry has been on a trajectory of growth and you know transformation, and is poised to rev- and the market is poised to revolutionize over the next few years. So, with advancements in technology, changing consumer preferences, and a focus on sustainability that we have currently, the future of this industry appears very promising and uh, dynamic, of course. So, uh, the first question that I would like to ask you, Naveen, today is that: Have there been any noteworthy recent developments in the uh, Indian poultry sector that you would like to speak about? so uh actually if you look at the livestock sector you you can take three aqua and dairy right sure sure uh, the cost of production of your milk egg um fisheries and poultry uh i would i would emphasize more on poultry and i would assume uh, the aqua and dairy would be similar the cost of production of egg or the or your meat the protein uh, about 74% of that will be your feed cost you know in the feed cost you have two major raw materials one is soy the oil cake and your makka these two so right. i have to realize we are actually not in the business of livestock we are in the business of grains commodity mm-hmm. grains simple cereals because your energy comes from your makka 
and your protein comes from soya de oil cake. And uh, the importance that was not given for all these years for these two major raw materials is now getting all the importance because the production of makkah is going up and down every year depending on the monsoon. Soy de oil cake also goes up and down depending on the international markets because uh, it's open for exports, right? So the major impact and the change I'm seeing in the last 12 months, which will impact the poultry sector, is your raw materials, you know. Right. Uh, uh, and, and we have to focus. Now, the other major thing that's happening is uh, ethanol uh, production in the country. Yeah. Now, uh, ethanol was traditionally produced uh, using molasses, right? Now, government is mandating uh, use of makka for the production of uh, ethanol and government is mandating certain rules and regulations of 20% inclusion of ethanol into your fuel to reduce your fuel import bill. Now, who am I as a poultry go and fight with the Ministry of Petroleum on this? They will say, Are, hato yaar, uh, 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 so the demand for maize is going to increase from ethanol plants. Now, what's going to happen is the Makka, what we are getting today uh, at 19,000 rupees a ton to about 24,000 will shoot up to about 32, 33, and they may not be available because Makka will go away primarily to ethanol production and leftover will come to poultry and starch. So it is extremely important to raise this issue by the livestock sector and more importantly, poultry, because we are growing at eight to nine percent. The growth of dairy uh, is something I don't have much idea, but I'm sure it is growing. Fisheries is also exploding because the exports is increasing True. of the fisheries. So the most important thing, the livestock sector and poultry should talk to the government now is, Arey Baba, there is no more. They don't make land anymore. Number one, the erratic seasons are, are just uh, shocking, you know. Uh, the grain production, it goes up and down. Uh, we have to divert makkah to ethanol. Uh, how does the livestock, livestock sector survive? You know, so this is the most important point we have to talk to the government and the policy makers. And it may lead to an open policy for import and export with no duty or it may it may give a mandate to do test field trials for introduction of GM crops, which is uh, more uh, resistant to droughts, more resistant to pesticides, fungicides, and yields per hectare or per acre shoots up. And uh, so this is going to be the future, uh, Sanjoy. We right. have to focus on grains because mm -hmm. uh, uh, the sector is growing and ethanol is going to compete. Uh, and how are you going to feed the animals? And keep the protein affordable yeah. to the consumer. Because remember, uh, your fisheries, um, dairy and poultry is a part of your inflation basket. Sure. Sure. We all come under the essential commodities. Right? Absolutely. It's not potato and onion. Mm. 24% of Indians are non-vegetarians. Yeah. Most yeah. India is a secular country and the most secular protein is chicken. True. True. Right? So chicken is going to get consumed massively. 
and it's going to grow. So we got to focus on grains, and we have to talk to the policymakers to 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 make India ready to make animal protein dairy fisheries affordable and continue not to hit the consumer pocket. Right. Right. Okay. So, and how would you think that, or uh, how would you say that technology is reshaping the landscape of the poultry industry? Well, okay. Let me put it this way: uh, the poultry sector has no. Con okay, let me take a step back. Selling of eggs and selling of chicken is a commodity. True. Right. Uh, my personal opinion is you have no control on selling price. You have absolutely no control on selling price. What is it that you can control? Your cost. I wouldn't call it cost cutting. That's a wrong word. I would say cost optimization. Optimization. Absolutely. Okay? So absolutely. cost cutting is very different than cost optimization. Sure. Number one. Sure. Number two, you have to do more work with less people. And how is cost optimization be driven? How is more work with less people is through automation and technology. Now, I'll give you a small example. The one of the largest expenditure item in poultry companies is outbound logistics. Uh -huh. What they call it in Indian accounting terms as carriage outwards. Right. And I've been watching in my own company and I could also uh, say the same in other poultry companies that probably are they watching i don't know i'm watching in my company the cost is exorbitantly going through the roof because you're integrating across india you're moving your baby chicks you're moving your fertilized eggs you're uh, moving your live animals you're moving your feed uh, there's a lot of movement happening in and out the cost of transportation is just through the roof now technology has to be looked into to do cost optimization one example, um, every truck has to be GPS enabled. Okay. You know, every truck has to have a data logger. You know, uh, you should have a network operating control system in your office with 10, 12 screens, like, like a country invading another country and you've got this, this uh, army control system and every data has to be captured digitally. Now, the, gone are those days of my old generation where they used to carry the Chitragupta register and make Absolutely. notes. Gone, gone. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of technology, hardware and software is out there. You don't need to buy. Everything is available as a SaaS platform, software as a service. Your yeah. CapEx is not needed. Everything is OpEx. But you need to enable this to monitor every kilometer, every cost spent on carriage outwards. This is just one example. I'll give you a second yeah. example. Yeah. Our feed plants are consuming massive amount of energy to produce pellet feed, either it's a dairy pellet or aqua pellet or poultry pellet. Now, I'll just give you an example about my own company. Our plant, one of the plants, we have four plants, one of the plants is a 14-year-old plant. I was consuming 34 to 36 units of electricity for producing one ton of feed. I said, man, this is massive. I mean, just and Karnataka today is 12 rupees per yeah. unit of Electricity. Karnataka is the highest in the country today, right? 12 rupees per unit for commercial. It was 875 prior to March. Now, I said, man, you need to reduce the cost. How do you reduce the cost of pelleting? You know, 
Then we looked at a company which has got technology, hardware, and software. Every M, uh, mini circuit switch in the plant, every motor is loaded with a sensor. Okay. When you start the plant, your power surge goes up, and then it equalizes. So you're monitoring online every elevator, every motor in your plant, and it's all live data coming into the cloud. It's a hardware, software, SaaS as a platform. There are companies to do that. You know, it's a company called Minion. There are a lot of companies like that. We brought the electricity unit down from 34, 35 units to 26 units per ton. Right now, I'll give you one more example: solar power. Right now, in Karnataka, I'll speak about Karnataka because uh, because uh, it's the highest electricity cost per unit in India. I think so. Um, 12 rupees per unit your solar power generation solar plant today you'll pay back in 3 and 1/2 years pukat uh, uh, you know god sun god has given you electricity even if it runs at 60% of the installed capacity on an annual average of summer winter you're saving money and you do net metering you don't you don't sell power to the utility companies right. net metering right so you get a credit to the units to the units if you sell it they will buy it from you at 3 rupees 50 paisa they'll sell it back to you at 12 rupees okay 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 you need to be smart these are all the things that you need to do cost optimizations uh, sanjoy really uh, you know even the other thing when the mark when you know uh that uh, there is going to be uh, a plethora of hindu festivals and lot of people don't eat stop eating reduce eating all that uh you need to build large egg rooms in your breeder facility and even in your commercial layer farms mm-hmm. large extra this is additional capex but it is worth it because you can hold your production at a particular temperature and choke the supply into the market you know you need to look at all these things which is hardware software technology to do this this and one more thing a uh, lot of i i can go on giving technology implications <laughs> of course <laughs> uh, you know a uh, lot of companies are doing contract farming in south right yeah. kerala tamil nadu karnataka ap and telangana these are extremely forward looking states in the country of india extremely forward looking you know extreme amount of entrepreneurial drive in people whether it's it pharma livestock everywhere i would say at least in karnataka about 75% of the broilers produced is comes under integration your open yeah. farmers are only about 20% 80 20 right now every company is selling live birds in the night into the unorganized sector mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right now i'll tell you a technology implications which we have done i'm sure few companies may have done uh, i'm not saying no. now in the night when the bird is being weighed in the poultry farm and the lifting vehicle is there we have digitally enabled the weighing system okay right so the entire weighing scale is on the gsm platform it's on the wifi it's connected through a hotspot 
and uh, when the bird is put on it immediately the record the data goes into the cloud and records and the digitally we are recording the vehicle number photographing the driver you know uh, all all that action that happens between 12 midnight to 4 am is all digitally recorded right and then the owner of the lifting vehicle gets an sms middle night how much he has lifted the next day digitally the invoice is sent out i mean there's tremendous amount of drive in usage of software hardware digital technology gsm networks to capture the data at source digitally uh -huh. no duplication of data okay i mean i can go on uh, the kind of technology i mean we are in retail right uh, right. yeah right. nandus is in retail now when we started nandus our our data financial data accounting data was on tally and and your sales inventory was on some other platform so it's all in islands then yeah. we said man we need to integrate everything so we are we are a lot of companies have done it and we are doing it now we are getting into an erp system right right okay. so for erp you need hardware you need software you need gsm network right so you've got microsoft dynamics you've got sap you've got uh, uh, so many other companies yeah. uh, do yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so so i mean technology is going to impact massively massively uh, the i mean a simple example uh, prior to covid 19 uh, physical visits of all of our senior people to the units everything was happening cost of those right post covid 19 every production feed plant every breeder farm every hatchery every slaughter plant every retail store is on cctv camera okay right now we've got 64 screens in the control system where i'm watching the entry and exit of every location well whether i'm watching or not but it's getting telecasted hmm. Hmm. right hmm. so it's hardware software networks being used right so a tremendous amount of deployment of hardware and software and technology is happening in poultry and continue to happen continue to happen in fact even bulk transportation will be the next uh, thing because once your soy deol cake and makka goes through the roof every kilo is of value to you True. so no more your gunny bags and hdp bags will work the the lot of companies are already doing silos and uh, bulk tankers but mm. the but the adoption of silo and bulk tanker will massively explode in the next three years you know mm -hmm. people will get away from all these uh, uh, bags loading unloading amali all that they, they'll mm. get away and they'll do auger system they'll do mechanical automations um, tremendous amount of changes will come uh, so that's why i keep telling the industry for all this, you need to invest and you need money, either in CapEx or in OPEX. The foundation of capital formation in poultry is profitability if it comes at the live bird level. At the live bird level, if all of us can make 2-3 rupees per kilo consistently throughout the year, you've got liquidity built into the system. When the liquidity builds in, you can invest in technology, people, skill pool, and you can develop models where you can deploy this money to reach the consumer you know 97 98 percent of india is still live animal butchery shops of course right? right and 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 for you to build a retail brand 
barring few people who got funded from Canadian Fireman Pension Fund, you know, some God-forsaken funds, you know, uh, barring one or two of them, a couple of us are all self-funded. And for self-funding, you need liquidity. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So I always tell, keep your live bird prices above these cost of production. Capital formation is going to happen. And use that capital formation for automation, reaching consumers. Don't add any more production capacities. That's absolutely that's absolutely yeah, absolutely true. And 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 you know, one of the sad things, I don't know if I'm digressing from your one of the sad things, why doesn't poultry not attracting private equity and venture capital? Why? Because it is not volatile. It is violently volatile. Yeah. It is so unpredictable, this industry, that you go from 150, 180 rupees a kilo to 55. Yeah. Uh, so the, the capital, people who want to put money will run away. You know, so this 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 industry will never attract money uh, attract uh, uh, fi financial funding other than traditional banks. Oh. You understand, and it, this this sector will also not attract talent here. It's not. It's not attracting talent. Why? That's a because, huge issue. Yeah. yeah. Because you know it is so violently volatile uh, that that uh, you know you, you can't pay the packages they expect. And the package uh, concept is variable pay and the fixed pay. HR policies are different. You want to do all this, you need to have liquidity in the company to invest, uh, Sanjoy. If not, uh, this will become a Kirana companies running across India. Father, mother, brother and sister sitting in the cash register running as long as they are uh, under 60. And after that, uh, they will shut down and uh, sell the land and take money and call it a day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But the industry has to go on with a lot of capital formation. Yeah. And mm. did I, I kind of digressed a little bit, but no, uh, that's, that's absolutely, that's absolutely appreciated. It's a general discussion. So Naveen, we spoke about uh, the price of uh, maize and price of soya. And I think those are one of the primary challenges that are facing the industry. What other challenges would you see that the industry has today? Okay, I'm going to go back to soy and maize because, hmm. because I feel we're not in livestock business. I, I, I consistently say this on every platform, we are in cereal business. Now, there are so many associations in India, right? Um, you call it KPFBA, BCC, uh, PFI, KLAFMA, uh, so many associations. So, I've been telling, telling every association, boss, your major input raw material is maca and soya. Do you have data 90 days, 120 days, 200 days ahead of your harvest? What's going to come? No. This industry is, I think Balram was saying, and many seniors have said, it's about 2,20,000 crores and growing at 8%. Now, you know, I, I really want these associations to invest money into technology of a drone, satellite imaging and uh, GIS and GPS systems to estimate, number one, the number of acres that has been sold with the cereal that you want, monitor the crop by the week and estimate your productions at the harvest time. 
or ahead of the harvest time, you can estimate it. So everything is possible at a small nominal cost compared to the size of the industry. Right. And you're estimating productions coming ahead of time, yields coming ahead of time, and you can impact your productions. You can up, you can also do a policy uh, mm -hmm. talk to the government. You have data. You know, government is estimating some 22 million, 23 million, 21 million, 19 million. I don't know where the government is getting the data. And I'll tell you one more thing. You know, government should be in the business of governing the country. Government is not in the business in running business. This is the foundation of any government, right? So every industry, depending on the government for the data, is a matter of shame to the industry. We as an industry should provide the data to the government. And we don't want to invest. It's a matter of shame. So I'm, I really want the associations and industry to pull in the money. It may cost about maybe eight, nine crores a year for the size of the volume of the business we are doing. Minuscule. And you know ahead of time your crop is going to be a bumper. You tell the government to open up exports. You know the crop is going to be a failure. You tell the government, boss, there's going to be a problem. You open up your uh, wheat stocks for the poultry uh, in through FCI. Or you allow me to import. import. Or I myself will reduce my productions because I know the uh, the, the cereal cost is going to shoot, shoot up. So, you know, I really want uh, GIS satellite imaging technology to be used by all the industry people to anticipate the estimated production ahead of time you know and uh, there is an association uh, it's called solvent extractors extractors, extractors. extractors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, ACA or something it's called yeah. Yeah. now they do estimation of soya soya seed production hmm. now i i as a consumer of that item cannot depend on their data. Sure. See, they have their own objective of exports, non-exports, and all that stuff, right? So I am nobody to comment on their data and their objectives. I'm nobody to comment. But I can't run my industry on their data because I'm going to be their consumer. Uh -huh. So I should have my own data to validate their data. Right, right. So technology has to be deployed yeah, by the industry. We have to invest. Of course have to invest of course of course so we've also uh, as an industry not focused on i think the consumers too much but how but as we are kind of progressing and as we kind of carry on businesses how do you think consumer demand is influencing the evolution of the industry because i'm sure the consumer demand has a lot to do with what or should have a lot to do with, with what you're producing and selling. So how would you think that is kind of affecting the evolution of the industry? I'll go to the extent of saying that it's evolution. Okay. So um, I, I will throw some of my thoughts on this. I hope it answers your question. I am the only industry happy to have welcomed COVID-19. I think if I do this as a public statement, I'll be hanged. Because the amount of havoc COVID-19 created to yeah. many economies across the world is sad. But for our sector, it has brought in a little bit of problem 
early stage of COVID, saying that COVID is coming because of chicken, but because of the government support and government circulars and all the industry also came together and did some campaign in about four months' time that COVID is not coming from the bird flu or nonsense, all that went away. But this COVID-19 has brought into consumer a couple of things. Number one, watch what you're eating, whether it's vegetables, aqua, dairy, poultry. Know where it is coming from. Biosecurity, the tunnel, you know, people used to go through the tunnel uh, fogging system and all that. I mean, poultry has been doing that for 60, 70, 90 years, yeah, you know. know decontamination biosecurity uh, fumigation it, it's 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 not a it's not a new thing for us new but, thing for the industry uh, but a lot of people were very excited to go through the tunnel you know uh, get very disinfected and all but they have realized the importance of cleanliness and hygiene absolutely and uh, sanitation every time you put that uh, this thing and then do like this do like that all that uh, you know, habits got cultivated thank you covid 19 now what has that done to this industry which is live animal butchery shops is to make the consumer think cleanliness hygiene biosecurity and brand so some of the brands which got a kick from the back it was a tailwind onandus was one of the brand and there are a lot of other brands in the industry like licious fresh to home uh, tender cuts fipola uh, your lifeline all of us got a push we all had a tailwind here. Tremendous tailwind, you know, I should say, you know. And people got, now, with that tailwind, we built, many of us built the brand, built omni-channel, built retail. And people have realized now the quality difference between an organized brand and a live animal butchery shop. They have realized the buying experience. You know, um, live animal butchery shop, a woman and a child never goes. But a branded meat retailing shop, it's a pleasure to see children and women coming there to have a chit chat with your guy across the counter. And also tell him, I want this type of cut, this type of coat and not close the uh, nose like this at buy the meat. And most important, black bag. Black plastic bag was so demeaning to me. So demeaning to me. Your sanitary napkins, your alcohol and your meats. I said, no, man. This sector is giving so much amount of protein. Which bureaucrat, which politician, which industry man, which human being can, can, can adulterate an egg? Impossible. Impossible. What a beautiful product we are producing and protein, your, your breast meat is clean protein, unbelievably clean protein, affordable protein. Now, I, I, I would talk like this to a person who is non-vegetarian. Who's a vegetarian, I would say, you have other options of protein. I, I respect your choice, but I would like to continue, uh, continue this business. You know? So a so lot of uh, 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 tailwind has come to our sector and when people carry our meats, in not in a plastic black bag it is respect for our profession mm -hmm. it is respect for our profession and i'm proud to say that i am in the meat business i don't have to hide, i don't want my customers to hide my product in a black bag and take it so lot of attention has come so this is as far as the 
urban India is concerned. Right. Now, rural India is still continues to be driven by live animal butchery shops. Right. Um, I believe there are about 790 million smartphones in India. So that means people have access to content. Right. And the village people are have little bit more time than the urban India. And they watch a lot of content, your Insta, Facebook, everything. So I'm I'm we are thinking how can we take a retail brand into rural India? And how can we educate the consumers that live animal is not fresh? Live is not fresh. You know, the the idea of people live is fresh. Yeah. Yeah. That that's not true. That's not true, you know. So, um, so a lot of traction in the uh, on the brands and retailing, but you need a um, lot of financial muscle to build it. You need a whole new team of retail. Uh, I'm sure. Um, I, I cannot speak to other brands in Nandus. We don't have a single person in Nandus from poultry. You know, okay. it's. Heavy technology enabled. You you have customer acquisition cost calculations. You have got frequency of customer, customer database, stickiness. How do you increase stickiness of the consumer? Of the brand, of course. And then if the consumer doesn't come back to to buy your product within six days, you got to bomb him and and like that booking.com. No, you go there and you don't book that hotel and you come back it's and then ah, it'll it'll haunt you like a betar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 12 o'clock in the night, it'll it'll tap on your shoulder and said, we have only two rooms you want to book. So sure. you have to do tremendous amount of marketing to increase the stickiness of the consumer to the brand. And uh, consistently, you need to deliver quality. And customer experience has to be good in the store. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, again, I come back to one thing. If the live bird prices are good, capital formation happens. If the capital formation happens, companies who are thinking of a long stay in the sector will invest to reach the consumer, either in either in urban India or in retail. You know, HR policies are different in a consumer brand. Your working styles are different. Working atmosphere is different. The profile of the people are different. You know, so it, it has to build be built like an FMCG brand. It has to build like a consumer brand. True. It, it could be an extension of a poultry company. No. True. That's been our experience. I, I don't know about the other. That's been our experience. And we, we've been, uh, we've been, uh, uh, God has been kind and Nandus has broken in. We are the only company in India today which is profitable since August of 2023. Okay. Uh, so all other brands only talk, looking at the top line. Oh. Well, I'm nobody to comment, but that's their objective. Somebody's funding. Oh. Now everybody in, 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 in entire India is talking of path to profitability. Right? So we, we are profitable and uh, it's a whole different uh, animal to be built, whole different team, whole different profile, whole different compensation structure. It, it's just, just, just different. Culture is different. Mm -hmm. True, true, true. Now, so Naveen, uh, since we're talking about marketing and uh, promoting and reaching the consumer, so what role do you think... Uh, Social media today has or plays in this uh, regards. 
because you as you said people have mobile phones they're consuming yeah. content content all the time whether it's on a mobile phone or a tablet or whatever so media consumption has gone up then digital media consumption has gone up tremendously so social media is seen as a social media and its influences are seen as a a large constituent who Correct. helps sell Correct. so what's your view on this oh i mean i mean social media is massively impacting every type of buying of a consumer just watch your driver when you are in a shopping mall on theater what's he doing sitting yeah 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 okay. so there's so much amount of uh, viewership that is happening on 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 data and smartphones the social media is is impacting everything in this country you know it is impacting the elections it's impacting the the industries it's impacting the policy of the state governments it's impacting every business across it's it's creating um, impressions in people's mind you know so you've got these reels you've got insta you've got facebook you've got linkedins so and there are opinion makers you know and they have followers and if you educate an opinion maker what you do and how clean your food is if he believes in what you do and if he endorses and if he's got 100000 200000 followers even a conversion of 0.2% will add to your customer base so digital media is massive massive and uh, it is extremely affordable you know you need to have a marketing team in the office but that is all the opex you need to invest it's not like your paper advertisement paper advertisement is very expensive you know uh, jingles on the radio is also expensive and then a uh, lot of other types of advertisings and uh, create eyeball catching activities are a little bit more expensive but your digital media and social media is really impacting every everything in the country including uh, the uh, the the our sector mm. including our sector you know yes uh, so it's very true uh, you you have to invest in social media i mean you know in one of uh, see one of the things uh, our associations we discuss they say if you eat chicken the girls are attaining puberty ahead of time uh, uh, right and and uh, uh, and some of them in the media also saying that you're pumping in hormones steroids yeah, of course all that now i always keep telling the only people who are making all the tamasha and galata and nonsense claims are all doing that what is the industry doing so industry also should get out invest money and talk about how we produce the protein there is no there is no whatso proof that the girls are attaining puberty because they are consuming chicken chicken there is no proof so the me- social media has to be used by the associations to to create this under 1 minute kind of videos reels pump yes, shorts mm. yeah pump massively on the on the on the on the digital highway mm-hmm. and start viewing yeah people in rural india urban india they'll they'll keep browsing it'll hit them yeah it does so that's how you educate so social media is extremely important for us to educate the consumer how clean our protein is and it's extremely affordable highway uh-huh. we'll be back after a short commercial break 
that is a wake-up call against the growing shadow of antibiotic resistance over our poultry, our health, and our world. To fight this menace, Excelsio, a natural antibiotic free performance enhancer, marshals an army of bacteriophages, each engineered by evolution to engage a specific bacterial adversary. Excelsio uses a cocktail of bacteriophages that protects your flock against various strains of Salmonella, E. coli, Clostridium, Perfringens, and Staphylococcus aureus. Excelsio is more than a product. It's our shield against antimicrobial resistance. It's our stand for a safer, healthier future. For more information about our products and solutions, log into sapiensagri.com. What is your uh, take on uh, the prospects of organic and free-range poultry farming in India for future markets? It's going to be a niche, I'm sure. But uh, there is a market for it, as it is all across the world. So what's your take on this? Well, we as Nandus are watching that sector very closely, right? And uh, see, I think organic and free range is very loosely used across the Absolutely, world. absolutely. I completely agree with you on that. Very loosely used. Yeah, yeah. I think consumers should realize that. And it takes yeah. time for them to realize. Now, okay. Supposing you have free range chicken or organic chicken, free range eggs, organic eggs. Well, I... I I think the okay, let me put it this way. The, the, the cost at which it comes for the consumer, um, it's not going to be extremely affordable for the MIG. True, absolutely. So if you look at the pyramid like this, only small segment out here will be able to afford it on a fashionable basis. Right? On a fashionable basis. Now, let's take an example. I'm growing organic chicken. Now, what do you mean organic chicken? Now, is your corn organic? Is your soya deer cake organic? Right? And uh, you're using cotton seed meal in your uh, nutrition. Cotton seed meal is GM. GM. Right? And if your corn is coming from a land which has not touched fertilizer for 10 years, are you certifying that? What so, about your water? Your water. So a lot of people are taking advantage of it. There may be some companies which will be truly organic, but it comes at a price point and it's a very small segment. I don't see that competing with our segment for at least another 10 to 12 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Affordability is extremely important. The cost also drops when the volume picks up. Volume doesn't pick up, cost doesn't drop. It's like a catch-22. So I True. think uh, I think uh, organic and free range will be there in a very small uh, segment. Uh, very elite people will consume it for fashionable basis, but they really don't know what is organic. They don't True. know uh, organic. But on 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 this subject matter, I want to touch on um, um, uh, the meat. Um, you know, cultured meat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. See, cultured meat is, is, is gaining a lot of traction in other parts of the world, right? And we are very closely monitoring that sector, you know. Um, there are 3D pr printers where they take the cultured meat, cell-associated meat, and they grow that and they, the 
3D printers within one to two minutes are printing out the stick. Yeah. So again, I think that will gain a lot of traction in the next five to eight years. But obviously, cost will be an issue. Um, but but uh, that will gain a lot more traction than your organic and free range. Okay. 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 Because your cultured meat, cell-grown, lab-grown meats, I will talk about um, using no water, mm -hmm. using no land. There's no your maca headache, you know, soya and the oil cake headaches. You're not, uh, you're, you're carbon neutral or whatever they want to claim. You're not right. em emitting gases. So they will do everything. And there will be a larger community of people that will say, uh, I'm going to try cultured meats, lab-grown meat. You know, I think that will that will take about six, seven years to come. Okay. And, 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 and that's, that's a very interesting space. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to take away massive number of consumers. But it's going to make a dent, a little bigger dent than your organic and free range. Okay. 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 So, Naveen, are there any specific government initiatives or policies that, are, uh, that you see are... Uh, going to impact the future of the sector? I, I, I really should take this uh, platform to appreciate uh, Ministry of Animal Husbandry, Dairy, Fisheries and Poultry for uh, launching Animal Husbandry Infrastructure Development Fund. You know, you know, I was one of the team members from Klafma when the fund was uh, conceptualized. I think uh, just before or after COVID, I think it was done. I, I forget. I made a lot of tips. And obviously, many other associates. We told one thing to the government. Phukat paisa mat Please don't give subsidies. Our sector don't need subsidies. What you give is interest subvention. Okay. Now, each you're paying taxes. I'm paying taxes. The entire tax money of the country from where they are going to give Phukat money. Many industries, not just us, when you give subsidies, they'll open up the sector, get the subsidy and close the company. Very, very unfortunate, uh, this culture uh, in, 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 in out here, you know. So we told the government, do interest subvention. Uh -huh. And that is an excellent initiative done by the government. And I should really appreciate. So some of the policies that the government should do uh, on these lines of where a true company establishes an infrastructure and... Uh, the the they give you three percent intervention. So if I borrow money from the bank, it's about nine percent, right? So if you deduct three, I'm getting the money at at six percent. Six percent. Six percent may count that I a country may paisa. So it and, and the interest subvention means they are not giving you free money. The money will go from ministry kajana to directly to the bank. There is no leak in the system. You know, so you keep on paying your term loan, repay that, and the bank will get the money from from the ministry. And the entire administration of the policy is done by, uh, which is that company, not E and Y. I think it is uh, another big four, one of the big four. Okay, okay. They are monitoring it. No, I really appreciate certain policies like this. If government can bring in and. Uh, appoint a professional company to monitor the implementation. So the interest subvention is throughout the life cycle of the loan. Mm -hmm. 
you know so every tax paisa that you pay to the government is really utilized for creation of infrastructure mm-hmm. and the interest subvention that that the government gives directly to the bank if the loan is 10 years it's paid over a period of 10 years so me paisa lekar kidhar bhag jaunga me so i i really feel that the this policy of animal husbandry infrastructure development fund done by the ministry is 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 a uh, bang on um, there are other policies where they giving subsidies i i would humbly uh, request the government to be very cautious in doing this because they are stealing money you know out of 100 people maybe 10 people will really benefit from subsidies the other 80 70 people are just uh, cheating the government of that money and taxpayers money so i just you know little worried about the subsidy policies across uh-huh, uh-huh. money for for infrastructure yeah you give interest subvention yeah the true projects and true infrastructure will get established established you can okay. see those infrastructure you can feel it <laughs> yeah 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 you can see it happening so, yeah. so i think uh, uh, i think anything by the government on the lines of subvention of interest is highly appreciable okay. but anything of pocket money subsidy i as an individual don't subscribe to it because right. there is leaks in the system and there are few people who benefit a massive number of people will cheat right right okay okay so mean how how do you envision the future of the industry uh, from the future of the competitiveness of the industry in the global market how competitive do you think indian poultry is in the global market um i think i i'll go back to the makka and soya right now wh- which the 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 most competitive livestock country in the world brazil why because their makka and soya is the most affordable raw material now india unfortunately will not will not be very competitive because our our raw materials are coming at a very high price right now what products in poultry can be competitive now if you are looking at exporting shell eggs there is no value addition you will never be competitive if you import exporting of uh, um a frozen chicken you will never ever be competitive you cannot build a sustainable business okay now maybe value added products okay yeah. now this is this is an idea which is coming to me which i need to test also okay egg fried rice and indians you can find everywhere in the world any part of the world you go and ask for egg fried rice it's available and kuch kidhar bhi jane ka koi indian milta hai aapko right so why i'm saying this is why don't you look at value manufacturing value add products which is ethnic indian mm-hmm. like chetti nadu chicken butter chicken you know and these products you can export because you're not exporting raw chicken you're not competing with brazilians you you we should look at not taking brazilians head on mm. it's like running into a wall a rock you'll just die mm. you need to find where is it that they are not there where i can compete and they cannot compete you know 
So I think uh, any your egg powder is a little bit of value addition, which is going mm-hmm. mm-hmm. egg liquids, liquids, which is so anything which is as a commodity, you will not be able to compete. Anything right. which is value addition, you can definitely look at markets, and even the value addition should be very unique to Indian diaspora. Okay. Yeah. Don't go and produce nuggets. Everybody produces nuggets throughout the world. It's a suicide game. You know, mm-hmm. you do butter chicken, you do chettinadu chicken, you do pepper chicken, you do Andhra chicken. Very mm-hmm. unique products, and you mm-hmm. get applications, and you go and export into those countries where you have large Indian population. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely an opportunity, but it's a long-term game. Mm-hmm. Why the problem? You know, yesterday somebody was talking to me. Why is India not exporting chicken feet? Okay. Okay. Now the largest exporter of chicken feet in the world was U.S. Importer was China. China. Relationship has gone south. Hmm. So U.S. has stopped exporting chicken feet. Now China is running all around the world to buy chicken feet. I had couple of serious discussions. I said, "Why?" They asked me, "Why is India?" There is no every country. Thailand is already booked. Every country is already booked their quantities. There is no space available for it, the exports of new markets. Why is India not exporting? I what I my reading of this is why is India not exporting? Because number one, um, I think I, to do any kind of business development, it takes time, right? Uh, you need to get your plant certified. You need to get that ministry people well, come here. You need to go a couple of times. You need to have that gut in your stomach to invest patiently. That unfortunately is not there in Indian Indian poultry companies. They want quick money Monday morning. When we started exporting hatching eggs in 1997, it took 14 trips and nine months for us to get the first exporting order. Right. Now, which poultry company has got that stamina, mental endurance, and stamina to do that process? Unfortunately, it's not there. That's why they have never looked. So, if you want to export to China, it takes time. You need to do a lot of investment, right? So, uh, so the I, I what I feel is people, if you are a short-term player, or you are a long-term player, if you are long-term player, you will invest. In building these relationships and connections and government approvals, which will take about a year's time, but that patient has that patience is not there in Indian companies because the Indian market is so massive and large. They have just uh, compl- they are just contented to be here. Yeah. The entire solid waste which is coming from slaughterhouse, they are just rendering it and giving it away to the pet food business. Now they just take out that the chicken feed. And do additional three, four process, and pack it and freeze it. You can develop that product line, but you need a lot of certifications. That will take about nine to ten months to do. So you need to have that patience, mental stamina, physical stamina, endurance, and you need to say that I'm not building my business for tomorrow. I'm building it for next three years, next eight years. You need to have a long vision. Vision. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately until that vision. uh doesn't come in indian poultry leaders uh this ability to build markets and products which will take time 
overseas will not happen right 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 uh so navin you know with your new kind of portfolio what is your vision for kpfpa <laughs> over the next couple of years what are going to be your areas of focus and are there specific issues that you would like to address and tackle um very very uh, touchy and very um, delicate question i don't know how to say <laughs> so uh, this uh, position as a president of kpfba is a is like a political uh, uh, post you know um i i i i can't just speak what i want to speak you know it, it's it's <laughs> very delicate uh, but one thing i feel uh, is i want to make our association breed agnostic okay okay, okay. that's we are a secular country we are a country where hindus muslims jains jews uh, people who don't believe in religion also live here atheists so we are a secular our association should be breed secular okay okay um, um i have lot of respect to rav uncle and i grew up with him and we we been a part of vhl's growth uh, yeah. the the first hatch um in goa mondovi hatcheries my father's company of broiler chicks they had no customers in 1976 77 they had to put it and airlift it to pune because rav uncle called dad and said are well, I, i don't have customers to sell broiler chicks can you believe it today so what i'm trying to say is i have a lot of respect for venkateshwara and rav uncle and i'm a part of their company but you know as a president of an association i have to keep this aside and be more breed agnostic i want to bring all the people who are in the business of broilers onto the platform of kpa that will be my biggest challenge because each one have their own uh, push and pulls and i pray god to give me that grace and maturity to go beyond that and say boss whether you want to have a german shepherd or a, or a great dane or a labrador there are dogs let's form a dog association you know so one of the things that i want to do is to get all the breeds on the platform number okay. two, number 2 what i want to do is to develop uh, some kind of a scientific data of placement of broilers in karnataka you mm-hmm. know uh, no company uh so joy is comfortable to give the data including my yes. company yes. so let's respect that let's respect that so how do i get data from ground zero you know so i need to know how many baby chicks are being placed month in month out in which district in which location of karnataka so i'm thinking i don't want to ask any company here i will we and I'm, i'm just brainstorming with my office bearers we'll do an app down ask every poultry farmer to download the app and upload the data directly so we will bypass all these people and get the data from the farmer um, he may be a open farmer or he may be an integrator or a grower so i'll get the data so we are we are finding so number 1 is to make it breed agnostic and breed secular number 2 i need to brainstorm with my team saying that boss i need scientific data now I'm, i'm not happy with this kind of you know sitting in the boardroom and said oh they are placing 80 lakhs a week 
ಅದರ್ ಕ್ರಾಪ್ಸ್ Uh, other seasons for the maka so that right. need you know and last but not the least you know i want to look at options of bringing maize growers in karnataka direct connection to the feed companies uh-huh. you know if you talk to nabard there are 1100 um farmer interest groups uh, self help groups and farmer producer organizations the nabard has funded in karnataka all these fpos shg and sigs are in crop agriculture and many of them are growing maka if we as an association can tie up with nabard and those uh, farmer producer organization is there any way that they can sell directly to the feed milling companies you know so so if they sell directly to the feed milling companies number one the feed mills will get a little better price number two the farmer will get immediate payment settlement right number 3 the farmer will not get exploited by dalalis and adatiya mm-hmm. yeah. the farmer has an option to choose whether he wants to sell it to the feed plant whether he wants to sell it in apmcr or whether he wants to sell it in dalal so this will be something that i want to use the association platform to tell the farmers of maize in karnataka hey we are the largest consumers of your crop man talk to us directly No. so these are right. the things we want to achieve in the next 2 uh, 3 years uh, the office is just 2 years so pre diagnostic and uh, scientific estimation of crop production in the state and uh, a closer working relationship with uh, sig um, uh, fpos to the feed milling companies or all our members wonderful to hear that now since we're talking about farmers and small farmers is what you spoke about just just to go back a little bit you had mentioned that about 80% is integrators and 20% are small farmers yeah so are there any specific uh, challenges and opportunity you see for these small scale farmers in the scheme of things can i pass this question because my answer will be extremely i i will be hanged tomorrow by the farming community if i say what i say but i will say i'll say it, but uh, i'll 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 use the right word so that it doesn't come out come across wrongly right so um, 80% is produced by companies today through contract farm through contract farm and 20% of open farmers right your question what was your question what are the challenges for this open farmers open farmers okay and opportunity not only challenges challenges and opportunities okay now i'll first talk about the opportunities for the open farmers now open farmers have have no access to technology they have been doing farming the way they have been doing for 30 40 years so when ambassador and premier car was there with the water radiator ah uh, to today mitsubishi lancer with coolant but they are running mitsubishi lancer like the water radiator premier padmini car they have not changed probably because they have not 
had the exposure. So the opportunity for open farmers is to stop open farming, associate with the good integrated companies, upgrade their infrastructure, get exposed to new ways of managing the bird, upgrade equipments in their poultry farms, right? get trained to handle these poultry birds, which in 70s and 60s used to take 90 days to reach 2 kilo. Today is reaching 2 kilo at 32 days, 34 days. You know, it's, it's a machine. It's a machine. It's just converting uh, cereals into protein. You know? protein. It's a great opportunity for farmer to get associated with integrated companies to become a grower. The farmer, it's also an opportunity for farmer to stop getting exploited by the middlemen. Right. Okay. Now, a farmer sells, an open farmer sells his birds. Since he has very low bargaining power, he gets exploited by the middlemen. Sure. The payments of the bird payment doesn't go to those open farmers on time. And the lifter and middlemen will also do deductions due to some reasons not known to the farmer. So there are a lot of things that happens. What happens in crop agriculture, Sanjoy, happens to open farmer in poultry. So the opportunity for open farmer is to stop this exploitation, jump onto integration. And the father, the mother, the sister, the brother can do poultry farming in their rural India property, focus fully on production efficiency. Don't worry about marketing, sales, price, collections. Focus, you can earn up to 10 to 9 rupees per kilo, which is income tax free to the farmer. So this is an opportunity for the far open farmer to get out of exploitation and get exposed to technology, upgrade his knowledge, get trained and focus. And this becomes like a very constant steady income for him. And an open farmer, if he is associated with the company, he can go up to five to five and a half cycles a year, right? Because if he does a good job, now, challenges to an open farmer. Now, I, 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 I need to be careful because I, I, I cannot put them down, but I have to tell the truth. An open farmer buys the baby chick, paying a margin to the hatchery. He may probably buy some premix, paying a margin to a premix company, and he will make his own feed. His infrastructure is very old. He has no liquidity to upgrade the infrastructure. True. His knowledge is Premier Padmini, Ambassador Car. Unfortunately, he doesn't know how to handle the new breeds, which are which are li like Lamborghinis. Right. Lastly. When the crop is ready to hit the market, if the price is down, he's finished. Right? And if the price is down or up, he has to give it to a lifter. At a price, lifter dictates to him. See, an integrated company has got certain bargaining power with the lifter. The trading community cannot play around with the integrated companies because we integrated companies are in the market every day selling. The farmer, if he has got two batches, uh, one one batch in his poultry farm, he comes that forty second day, 
and then he's gone he's not there every day so the 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 challenges for the integrated farmer is like a, a horse race betting on a horse race and i sincerely suggest to integrate open farmers please do not risk your home your your life and your career and your savings you get you focus on production efficiencies and uh, contracting companies will take care of marketing collections uh, price fixations and uh, the companies will do a business of annual averages to join okay annual averages but because you are there in the market when it is 140 you are there in the market when you are when you are 45 hmm. and uh, an integrated companies can get one rake of train of makka from bihar hmm. so there are lot of advantages now if i hmm. if you talk like this some people will say oh all the corporates are controlling now you go and study us you go and study brazil why brazil us baba you go and study indonesia thailand you go and study vietnam see see an integrated company has got the ability to raise money from the banks temporary overdraft thus sir mere ko 5 5 crores temporary overdraft chahiye kal subah de de banks bank will give because of our because of history of any company will that will that easily bank will give to the independent farmer the banks will exploit the independent farmer are tumhara ghar ko lekar aao ye tumhara zameen de do wo tumhara chappal de do ye tumhara cycle de do kidhar jata hai yaar wo independent farmer cannot raise the money so i feel these are all the challenges for independent farmer and uh, keeping aside this emotional feeling of the farmer will become a grower to a company they'll get exploited come on and which boss i'll tell you the independent farmer is an integral uh, the the contract grower is an integral part to the company yes it is okay they are our partners if they are not there i cannot grow the birds it's a two way traffic so we will worship the contract grower more than going to a temple because we always pray god baba usko sanmati deo so that he doesn't steal our stocks so the opportunities are plenty for independent farmers to shift into contract growing the challenges for independent farmers is very scary if i if i say this um, people in the government will say are yaar this fellow is a pure capitalist and all the companies will control and make the farmers as slaves come on come on what are you talking we need them as much as they need us boss just imagine just imagine if a company is placing 20 lakh baby chicks a week across karnataka are you joking how much amount of land a company can buy you you can't buy so much land you can't run it so it's a symbiotic relationship for a contract farming company and an under farmer to join them to be a grower this is excellent i mean this is the most beautiful association of rural india employment for them and the companies to control the market prices and so you see uh, this with the lays and potatoes as well bingo so open farmers my humble suggestion to them stop taking risk and uh, focus on production efficiencies production uh, technologies forget 
leave all the headaches of of uh, of uh, selling recovering money market fluctuations to the companies mm-hmm. you know and don't get exploited by uh, by by middlemen by being an open farmer great uh navin my last question to you today is uh, what advice would you give to aspiring individuals looking to enter or invest in this sector in this industry because <laughs> we need to attract young people to come into the industry it's a tough question to answer uh, sanjay because um what come again on the question i said what advice would you give to aspiring uh, individuals looking to enter the indian poultry industry or the indian poultry sector as an entrepreneur or as, as an entrepreneur a- as an entrepreneur in any of the functions of the industry not not only farming i i think uh, if you if you want to enter poultry in india as a young entrepreneur um going independently and starting is very high risk i mean i i'm i'm reading this sector very closely you know it's very high risk uh some of our companies lot of our companies you know many of our colleagues uh have been in the industry for 30 35 years we have paid off our loans we have a large land bank in the system built over 30 35 40 60 years so we can survive but a new entrepreneur coming and establishing an independent company i i i would suggest please please study the sector very closely um okay. is it suggestion um but if you want to join um a a a company for a job i think there's there's lot of opportunities for young people to come in and change the way the system has been working for last 60 years and um uh if if you want to enter the sector look at minimum exposure of capex and you take an exposure on opex okay okay keep your exposure on capital investment to minimum because the sector is so unpredictable so violently volatile that if if need comes for you to flee you you just liquidate the stock take your money and flee meaning there are a lot of hatcheries lot of feed plants lot of breeder farms and lot of slaughter houses already created you know and the uh, people the traditional old timers of the poultry sector have this affinity to land building plant machinery they went on building the last 60 years was only adding capacities mm-hmm. so there's lot of installed capacity sanjoy across the country so if an entrepreneur right. wants, you use your money for opex not for capex come okay. to these facilities out and you test the water out okay that sound right? advice yeah mm. have have minimum exposure on capex and you can take opex opex means your breeding stock your hatching eggs you 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 get the drawing power from mm. the bank working capital mm. can be fun so if you have a problem try to survive if you really cannot survive because it's so bad and you're new entrant you don't have the backing everything you can just sell the stock and get out and so so look, if you really want to come in as an entrepreneur look at minimum to low capital investment 
and and take an exposure on opex no problem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 don't get into again productions you you look at options where you can do some retailing in rural right. or retailing in urban india there are time a dozen poultry companies to give you chicken true true time a dozen so don't don't continue to do what all these fellows have done for last 60 years do something different you know so that would be my advice to them but the sector is 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 pretty uh, exciting high risk extreme uh-huh. high risk wonderful navin it's been a wonderful chatting with you today and uh, we hope that uh, our listeners can get some valuable insights from this conversation thank you so much thank, thank you. you so much uh, thank you thank, thank you, you to ipr and thank you to sanjoy and i hope there are some take home value for all your questions hope so i'm sure there will be thanks so much thank you sir. thank you take care bye bye good day bye To be notified of upcoming podcasts, like and subscribe our YouTube channel at IPR Radio today.